See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. All right, all right. Welcome all you out there in podcast listener land. My name is Mao, and with me we have... Dr. Morbius. From Parts Unknown. So, yes, this is the, the all-new Saturday morning edition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we, um, I talked a little bit about it on, on my other podcast, which is a bunchofdorks.com. If you want to listen to a bunch of idiots talk dumbness, that's that thing. So go to a bunchofdorks.com and listen. We have about 250 shows. Or you can go on to iTunes, of course, for Slow Robot A Go-Go or Bunch of Dorks. Anyway, so uh, I have recently become a night employee of the of the of of where I worked. So now the will sound probably a little bit fresher. Instead of like the, we were doing it every Wednesday night after work, and so we we might be more alert. I don't maybe, know. maybe, yeah, or maybe, maybe not, because now we're on Saturdays or Sundays. Yeah, we're like in chill mode. I think I'm gonna like do a, a Sunday. I'm I'm leaning more towards Sunday brunchish next time. Yes, like, you yes. know, some pancakes, some bacon, relax yeah. a little bit. You know, some Jack Daniels. Yes, of course, that's yeah, always good. Some for Jack and Coke and some you know <laughs> stuff like that. You know, no, that's my Saturday night, which would be why. Well, that can last all the way to Sunday morning, you know. That's a good idea. Make it last. But probably it wouldn't be a good idea at all. Well, the movies might be more interesting. (laughs) Yeah, they would, definitely. You might like them more, maybe. It's like, this is a great movie. You're like, yeah, you're not even watching a movie. You're just looking at a blank TV. Yeah, but it was great still. (laughs) Yeah, right. I rarely get that drunk anymore. Maybe when I was a kid. Good for you. Yeah. And, uh, but... Boy, I guess we'll start with the, of course, the devastating news. And we probably won't talk about this so much. Um, oh, the, yeah, uh, the Batman. Yeah, the Batman thing. So uh, we awoke yesterday to the stunning news that Batman was um, basically ruined. The Batman opening weekend was basically ruined by some clown who went in and shot the place up. Killed, yeah, uh, yeah. Shot 71 people, killed 12 of them. Yeah. He's just some... It some was, asshole. again, in Colorado. What's... What the hell, man? I heard he was. I heard he was from uh, California, and he went to school in Colorado, so he wasn't a native. But still, it, yeah. it was just. It was close to Columbine, yeah, apparently. This, yeah, this is like kind of like breaking news. So I haven't gotten a chance to go back to like CNN. You know, like whenever yeah. something bad happens, everyone you just watch CNN and whatever. It's the same crap loop for three days. I don't know. It, has there been? Do you know if there's any more revelations about this? Like, who, <sighs> like who is? Well, this idiot you know, the whatever? only thing that I saw today was a police. We're going in his building because apparently he booby-trapped mm. it. So they're making sure there's no more explosives in there. Um, yeah. He was a, he was going for his Ph.D. He was going to be a neurosurgeon. Uh, so what? I think he snapped, man. I think something happened to him. And, and, you know, maybe the pressure got to him or something. I don't know. It looks like the dude just snapped. Apparently he had a bunch of Xanax, taking a bunch of Xanax or something. So I don't know what I thought that made you guy. mellow. <laughs> I, I don't know about drugs. Yeah, I, I, don't I don't either. I don't yeah, either. My drug of choice is beer, ice yeah. house. And, and usually you don't take enough ice house to really do anything. No. Like put on a no. Joker's mask and start shooting people. That doesn't usually happen. No, but everybody's like trying to pin the blame on, oh, this caused this. But the reality, I think, is it's just he did it. Yeah, he was a jerk. He was an asshole, and he did it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you want to blame society, you want to play... Well, I blame gun control. Blame the guy who did it. You know, he lost it. You He's know, nuts. This is the weirdest thing. Now, this is going to be a little bit more to me talking about who I am than it should be, probably, uh, for a movie review thing. Now, I grew up with guns. I got my first gun when I was seven years old, and I've had them ever since. Lots of them. I've worked at a gun shop. I competitive shot for a lot of years. Now, like, as soon as something like this happens, everyone starts saying... You know, you we should take guns away, take guns away. I'm on the other side saying, hey, um, part of the whole thing about our country is having guns. I know it's not cool to have guns now. Like, like back in the olden days, everyone had guns. Every family had at least a gun, and that was like your not only your rights, but like part of the culture. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's ever it's slowly been like swinging to no, no, that's like the devil or whatever. I've never shot anybody. 
I've never held right. my gun towards somebody in anger or or did anything bad with it. Like I was taught like very like be safe, safety tips and like I don't get it. Like why why is it so vilified? Why are guns they're in everything from our TV shows and our Bond movies and Born Identity and blah blah blah, but the second something happens, well then everyone's like, "Oh, the NRA is the devil and you're worse than Hitler for having a gun." You know, and you're like, "No, that's not" Because everybody's well, not everybody. Some people have an agenda, and it's real easy to blame. You know, the the it's it's easier it's easy to blame the the gun, the whatever, and it's like harder to blame the person or so. society or like, society. Because I do really believe in in some ways that humans have kind of run their course. It, like we're kind of like we've 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 done all we can do. We're kind of like to me, we're on the downslope and. This is kind of like the rattling apart a little bit of it, and mm. hopefully the comet will do the big reset button, and then something good, you know. Hopefully, no, I don't know hopefully about something, that. Uh, so hopefully something better will come along. It's a little no, bit easier no, on the no, earth no, or whatever. No, no. But I, you know, I I really don't see us like everything is negative. The media is all negative. Like everything focuses only well, on that. Well, because it sells. Yeah, but that and but that's what I mean. So we're inherently flawed. Like as a as a a race, not race as a um, organism species on earth, species. We're flawed. So, so, so is everything. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I we're, getting, we're getting kind of philosophical here. Wow. You know? we got to get back to Wednesday nights or i got to yeah, start I'm drinking. Yeah, you, man. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, i got to take a couple beers and, and chill out, man. You yeah. Know? I, yeah. Like, I, I think, I mean, I'll be, I'll be like, I'll be like oddly, you know, um, optimistic or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's always assholes. There's always people that lose it. If it wasn't a gun, it would have been something else. You mm-hmm. know, it's a sad... He would have stabbed a, a bunch of people. It's a sad or, thing, you know, yeah. and um, it's been happening a lot, apparently, you know, a I lot, mean... All over the country. I mean, I mean yeah. all over the world, not country. Like, even all over the world where there, you know, when there's no guns, that they... That one crazy guy in Japan that threw uh, the nerve gas into yeah. the subway and stuff. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, what the hell makes you wake up in the morning and go, hey, I got a good idea. Let's go shoot something up, and you know. I think this. I think I'm going to simplify it to the point. The guy was nuts. He was holding it in possibly for all these years, and he finally snapped. You know, I mean, somebody said one time the difference between a person in in that that is an insane asylum or a regular person is that the regular person might think some bad things, but he doesn't do it. But just when you get to that point when you actually do it. That's when you become yeah. when you gone yeah. passed into insanity. I guess you're right, or you just don't you you don't have any built-in mechanism to handle stuff. Like yeah. you know, like you just keep internalizing things until you kaboom. Where most people just whatever, go hit up golf ball or or go have ten beers and then yeah, fall down. Can, yeah. Whatever you do, you to can make yourself you can meditate, you can medicate. Yeah, you oh, know. Wow. Hey, you actually thought of something positive. Where I'm like, you know, go go drink yourself into oblivion. And you're like, oh, you could meditate. You know. Yeah, yeah, you can meditate. Well, the reason I said that was I was watching. Germ, you know, we germ and meditate a little bit. You're like, kablam! I'm better, dude. Well, you know what it is. I was watching uh, on YouTube some uh, clips of George Harrison, and he was talking about uh, the whole thing about meditation, how to get to like. Yeah. You gotta have that like that sitar in the background when you're talking. <laughs> bear, bear, bear. I mean, he, he was he was talking about how you know you can be a state of waking, sleeping, or uh, whatever the other state. But then meditation takes another another dimension where your mind rests and you go you know fl- you know re- uh, close down your mind, relax and go downstream, as they said. And uh, uh, tomorrow never knows whether that's bullshit or not. I don't know, but it's an option. No, it's actually really good. That's I don't do it. Uh, you know. My parents do it because they're they do they're yoga instructors. Oh, they are. Interesting. Oh, they're very very hardcore yoga. Okay. And, and uh, right. they they taught me. I did it a little bit. Um, I like it. I just never got into it. Like it. Like like you know when you try something, you're like, wow, this is pretty cool. But you don't ever like revisit it where it takes it where it's like it's something you do every two days. But it shuts your mind down, right? I mean, it just, you it stop just, thinking about all the stupidity. Well, you don't... Yeah, well, what happens is you're supposed to free your... You're supposed to have an empty mind and that's almost impossible. But yeah. when something comes in, you just say, oh, okay, and you let it kind of float out. You just concentrate on just... You know, there's other kinds. There's like walking meditation. Okay. There's sitting. There's, it's, it's pretty interesting, but but none of this has anything to do with movies, so why are we even talking about it? Anyway, no. that guy's an idiot and yay for that. And um, I, I honestly think with the build-up, I'm not sure what effect this will have on it. 
But I kind of assumed that this Batman movie was going to gross a billion, billion, bajillion dollars. They're going to have to invent a number to tell you how much it makes this weekend. Yeah, I don't the, know. The ads and the build-up and the... Like, I've never seen, like, a... Well, I have seen, like, Avatar and stuff like that. But, I mean, like, the build-up for this movie has just been insanity. Mm-hmm. You know? So I'm kind of curious to see what numbers it posts because whatever record, it's going to break everything. You know, it's... It's just one of those things where I mean I, I'm I'm you know obviously I'm a comic book fan doing the two dimension podcast. And oh all yeah, that we stuff. didn't even give that plug. Well, I just did it right all now, right. sneaky so, enough. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Yeah, all right, <laughs> the comic book podcast with no direction. <laughs> so that's two dimension blog. So <laughs> Doctor Morbius <laughs> from Parts Unknown <laughs> also has other online concerns, <laughs> and those are <laughs> yes, two dimension podcast. At so ten minutes and forty eight <laughs> seconds in, let's go ahead and give our bumper. We, we've got episode thirty four <laughs> out now, ladies and gentlemen. So be sure to listen. But yeah, <laughs> you're catching up to the slow robots. At, at any at any rate, I mean, I guess it's controversial to say, but I'm really sick of those Batman movies. I mean, uh. there's been like 30 people playing Batman. I'm waiting for like Pee Wee Herman to play Batman. Or uh, <laughs> that would be awesome. He comes up on that bike he had. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm waiting for him to do it or whatever, just so you full circle. I know he played. Batmite in the cartoons, but maybe you can play Batman. So yeah. it's like I know people that love these movies think they're oh my god, it's so great, you know, it's so genius movies. But I just I just assume they come up with other characters to work with. So maybe you know maybe this is just a sign. Let's just retire the Bat for a while no and way. come up with somebody else. They just keep redoing it. They did and Spider Man. I know that, and, that's uh, bullshit. Why it, this movie just came out ten years ago or maybe a little more. Why are you going to re- reboot it or whatever they call it? I, I reboot it the <laughs> fuck out of the theater as far as I'm concerned. I won't yeah. go see that crap. I don't care anybody says how good it is. I just, mm. I'm just tired of reinventing the same characters. Come up with new characters. Use new characters. Have Spider-Man guess. You, know, you got the Avengers where they took all these characters and made a new franchise out of it. Do that. Yeah. But really, you know, Batman, get Batman, get Superman, get Flash, get Wonder Woman, Justice League of America. Do some sh- something like yeah, that. Yeah, because now they're re- they are doing another um, Superman. Yeah. Where they're going to reboot again. it. Where, where again. Yeah, they're going to reinvent it again. And um, I don't know, man. From the houses of lame ideas, you know. All, they do <laughs> is pr- all they're doing is protecting their franchises. They're yep. making sure their franchises stay copyright, and, and that's Warner Brothers and Disney, so fuck you yeah. to both of you. You know, get some ideas, get some new people, make some new movies. I'm yeah. I'm off my soapbox. Now. That's okay. Right, hey, you know, you, you you know a lot more about it. I'm like really casual. I don't really I don't read comic books. I never did. Not not besmirching them. I just I never did. You know, and uh, so these guys, I know who Superman and Batman sure. and all them are, but I never cared. And then, yeah. and then they came around, and I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. I watched one because Arnold Schwarzenegger was in it as a terrible Mr. Freeze. Mr. But, Freeze, But yeah. I don't care because I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. That, was a, that might have been the worst Batman movie that ever. Well, and, but then I was like, okay, I, I don't care. I don't really think about him. And then they came back, and he's like, now Batman. I was like, oh, I'm so angry. And you're like, okay, whatever. Now he's like, emo yeah. Batman. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, he's always so brooding and angry. And everyone's like, oh, he's so cool now. I'm like, whatever. You know, you know like, I don't. The characters are good. I I get it. Yeah, they're inherently decent characters, but it's well, time for a change. Because they have such a such a pedigree. I mean, yeah, they've been around the forever. Hulk and and all these Stanley creations and whoever else made yeah, them. I, yeah, I don't Jack know. Jack Kirby. Yeah, Jack Kirby. But I don't. I don't care. I don't, I'm like I don't care if someone's right or wrong from the comic book to the movie. Just leave us like just enough already, kind of like what you're saying. Like, oh my God, let this go away because. It's run its course, you know. Yeah, I mean they're gonna keep doing it because they own these characters, yeah, and money, I money, money, yeah, oh money, yeah, money, yeah. But and I'm and I'm and I, like and like you, since I'm more of a fanboy, I kind of like the integrity of the original character. And they keep changing and that's cool. everything, I they, mean, but they keep changing everything because they get some stupid screenwriter that says, "Oh, excuse me, I can't do this. The Hulk's got to be like twenty feet tall." I'm like, "No, he doesn't." Give me a break. He was fine the way he does it. You don't have to change it. But at any rate, yeah. As long as you, the public, go see these movies and pay to see them three and four times in a row, they're gonna keep making the same crap. So oh, and and do, th- so you only have for yourself to blame. I don't go see them, so I'm complaining. Too bad, so sad. I'm just uh, like I said, you know, I'd rather them come up with new, new characters, new ideas, new things. Really, take us out of this like 
like creative slump. I mean, you know, the, 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 everybody says that the, the guy, that Christopher Nolan was doing the three Batman movies, these are great. These are different. Yeah, what they are is more like vicious, maybe. You know, the one, the one with the Joker. I saw bits and pieces of it. I didn't see the whole thing, but it was definitely like the Joker was more of a terrorist than anything else. You know, I yeah, mean, I did enjoy that only because of his performance. Performance. I mean, because he was off the hook, and I, I always liked um, uh, the the in the even in the campy TV show like that uh, Cesar Romero was just oh yeah he was over the top and and I that was funny he was yes. perfect because he's just nuts you know <laughs> yeah like, yeah all right you know but it, yeah and, and and unlike the movie that we're gonna talk about you know today which is colorful and goofy these movies are real dark and brooding enough with the dark and brooding already I've had it you know I've had oh, it with this like this like uh, give me something colorful give me something fun give me something crazy the same is with um, now I do I had been more into video games I'm slowly losing my my grip with that they are like just it almost seems like the last 10 years probably longer than that they all look the same I mean it's some dude in some kind of space armor running around shooting space zombies or space demons yeah same crappy world same brown and crap background like there's not a whole lot of innovation and and new you know and it's just like wow this is so boring yeah it's 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 the fault of you know whoever runs these studios they have no imagination they're just mm. they're just picking guys that they know have good track records and have hit movies and they're just giving them like, like you here know, you go here's a billion dollars make here's a billion dollars yeah make us another billion hey That's give it. me a billion dollars and I'll make you a good real good movie too <laughs> you know just I'll just hire the best people in the world to photograph it and edit it and like make the music and you all know you got, all you need is a really good CG team and that's it and you yeah can do whatever you want you know just give me some give me some some carrot, some a couple of actors, you know, some boobage, what you know, the, some. Um, what is the Batman's villain in this one? Who is that? Oh, guy? Bane. What is that thing? Is uh, you like, know, like a metal I face. Sh- guy? I should know better, but I don't. He's a guy that a like he takes some kind of drug and he turns like super steroid and he turns into this monster guy. Oh, so he's like a linebacker from the NFL. Basically, he's like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So he's Justin Tuck or whatever. Not yeah, even, not Justin yeah, Tuck is yeah, yeah. One of those guys. Yeah, he's just some. He's an Erlacher. He just yeah, he just has a different face mask. And, he, okay, and, cool. and, and apparently he breaks Batman's back, and Batman has to rehabilitate. In the meantime, I think somebody takes over Batman's role. Something along those lines. That's what I remember the comic book story being. Okay, so, so I don't. Who knows if they're going to follow that or not? Whatever. I'm sure they're following it to a certain extent, but yeah. I I don't know. So whatever. Eh, enough of that. Enough uh, Batman. And enough of that guy who did bad things. And yeah, that dipshit. Yeah. I don't know. I, I know everyone has due process, but wouldn't it be easier just to shoot him? Oh man, it would have stopped all this garbage. I think. I sometimes I think they don't do. They don't shoot him. Just so we can spend like two years watching like court TV oh, or whatever and dragging am I that out. See this idiot on oh, TV, his God. smarmy little face, and it. Yeah. And, it, and they're gonna show the same clip of the the outside of his apartment, and the outside of the Colorado thing, then the weeping lady. Oh, my three-year-old made it. And you're like, why is a three-year-old at a freaking midnight showing? Yeah. You know, and you're just like, oh my God, just leave. Oh. And then it'll be the trial, possibly, and all that <laughs> oh, garbage. And every and every talking head legal expert will come on and say why this and why that. And in the meantime, that lady who, uh, what's her face, who, who uh, survived the Toronto shooting. Yeah, to, to and all get, that stuff. And that one lady who was accused of killing her daughter, she didn't go to jail, you know. Well, oh, yeah, Casey. Uh, Casey Anthony, yeah, yeah, her, yeah. So, and then that was all a big court thing and all that, dragging it out. I mean, honestly, enough. Yeah, you're right. Anyway. And enough of this discussion. We're on to something a lot worse than this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I could call it worse or better. We're going to go into a quick um, ter- ter- uh, trailer break, and then when we come back, we're going to get into the wacky, zany, comic adapt- adaptation world. Comic um, book. Speaking of comic books, comic this was books, a comic yeah, this book. This was a tie-in. A French man. comic book, actually. Yeah, you know, those French. You yeah, know, they're wacky. And they're dirty comics. Off with the fromage. Yeah. This war was hell, but he came back to face an enemy more deadly than he had ever met. An enemy who made a battlefield of the open road and a victim of the girl he loved. Thank <laughs> you. 
hot leather. It was search and destroy, the only kind of fighting they knew. This time, their enemy was the most treacherous psycho gang on the road. All right, Unit 1, we go in 30 seconds. <laughs> oh my god and we're back and Yay. basically we're laughing because during the break we were looking up some of the fun facts on our friend imdb for this week's show about all the ladies who turned down this role yes and so basically uh the motorcycle trailer and i have a second motorcycle uh, movie trailer that i'm going to drop in later serves as a dual dual purpose yeah, they're yes. a tribute to the actress's brother. Yes, yes. the actress's brother, uh, Peter Fonda, for yes. his famous role in... Sleazy Rider. Yes. Or Easy Rider. Easy Rider. Perhaps one of the <laughs> best biker movies? Yeah, some people don't consider it a biker movie. A lot of people consider yeah, it a counterculture movie, but yeah. it's a biker movie in heart. You know, it's, it's like a, a road movie, biker movie, yeah. drug movie. It's a, that's one that's... I I do I do like it. Um, I don't know why I like it though. I watch it, and at the end you're gonna go, wow, you know. And it's such a it's a kind of a powerful movie, but it's not like it kind of meanders along. Oh, it's not yeah. it's not really in your face about anything. Um, but when you lo- when you think about the subtext of it, and you think about like, you know, these are why am I watching a biker movie about some guys trying to do a drug score, <laughs> and then you realize no, this is just. Like almost kind of like American culture, American history, with it just saying freedom. You know, we're we're just trying to be free and yeah, and Jack do Nich- like all and, sorts of stupid and shit. And Jack Nicholas is, or Nichol- Nicholson Nicholson is just going <laughs> when he's doing drinking, oh, yeah. being an alcoholic, and yeah. Anyway, that's not that, what we're that, talking that about. was that was the movie that made Nicholson a star. I think this movie before yeah, that he, he was, was just doing like those he, was, he did that mo- he did that monkey's head movie he was doing like yeah, he, those like, Corman like the trips and psych out and all did, that stuff uh, he was in um little shop of horrors that was in the 50s yeah, yeah and he was in uh wasn't the he terror. in hot, hot rod gang or he was in one of those hot rod movies yeah. he was in the terror he was in uh so he was kind of he was a corman guy yeah and then uh then after that he he got the whatchamacallit the uh one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Right? That was like a few years after yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, this was the movie that made him. This was his breakout movie. As a matter of fact, I guess he, he, him and Hopper, Peter Fonda. You know, he got famous, but he never really did much. Nicholson skyrocketed, and Hopper became like a raging drug addict. So his career kind of like, you know, got went downhill for a while till he kicked the, you know, the the junk. Yeah, kicked the chasing the <laughs> stop chasing the dragon or whatever it is. <laughs> nice. <laughs> once, once he stopped chasing the dragon, he you know he, he was all right. Yeah, again. he got better. I think it took him about twelve years, but yeah. There was a there was a South Park episode oh, where no. where they were doing like the game. All he did for the game was oh. they showed they showed a dragon. He was like, "Come on, you can catch me!" And like the, <laughs> there was an arm on the on the screen, and it just kept on jabbing heroin oh, in the no. eyes, and he was like, "Come on, you can catch me!" And then like stands out was like. I I can get it, man. I can I can get it. Like after a couple of days, he was like all strung out on. It was so, it was so bad. I never it was, seen. Oh, that. it was hilarious. It was so funny. Is that show still on? Are they still yeah, make new yeah, ones? Yeah, they're Gosh. just cranking them out, dude. Oh my god. Anyway, there's a documentary about them. It's like uh, six days to air. Really? And it's a documentary about how how incredibly hard <laughs> it is to work on that show because they're literally. Like something will happen in the news, like this Batman thing. And they, and they this will make be a, on air in, in next show. Oh my! Next God. week will be that, and that's how. That's how just, crazy and intense the yeah, show is. They keep their own. They keep their editors even on off season. They 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 keep them on payroll, so really? they don't go any because they know they're huh. they're tested. They can get through the the wars, you know. So it's it's interesting. I haven't seen it, but I've heard a lot about it. I can't wait. We're not. Why are we even talking about this stuff? Yeah, we just went off on another tangent. But anyway, <laughs> here, here he goes. The name of this movie is Barbarella. Yeah. So that way we can start talking about. In it. case you didn't know, why we had uh, a, a Peter Fonda tribute. Why we had a uh, fromage du comic. An homage you know? to fromage. An homage to, to fromage. Yes. Lamb. You're yeah. On, you're on point today, bro. Yeah. Well, it's Saturday. <laughs> you know. <laughs> We're talking about the one, the only Barbarella. That's now, right. The movie that Jane Fonda is probably embarrassed that she made. Yeah. 
This is one um, we're not gonna go. We're not gonna even do like a synopsis kind of thing. I think we're gonna touch on a few things, but mostly we're gonna just talk about this movie this week. I think it would be painful to 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 go scene by scene and to talk about it just because this is one of those movies you just kind of sit back and let happen. It's and visual. It's visual. It's very trippy. I, I thought this was a '70s movie. I don't know why I had that impression. Like to me, it reeked of like '71 or '72, but turns out it's a '68. Um, '68 when it came out. So I mean, it was that means it was filmed in '67. Yeah, yeah. Probably. So it it I don't know why it had that. It just had that keep on trucking vibe <laughs> to it. Like there was a period like at, after the '60s ended where like everything was kind of like lost. Do you know what I mean? Like the the '60s were such a vibrant decade I guess I want to say or just turmoil and vibrancy and and there was a lot of style to it and anytime you come out of one of those decades things are just kind of huh like you know the 70s the early 70s because mid 70s I want to say like computers and space took off but early 70s was just like what? But this was this was this is a very colorful movie. I mean, it, it was it, to me. It seems like it's it's a it's a '60s movie, but a, a late '60s because you're already talking about you're already seeing people doing drugs in it, kind of sort of. You're already seeing like free sex and you know lots the, of sex. You know all the nude, nothing explicit because this no. thing, like I was telling you before, it could be played on Fox Family. Or it would something take like about that. it would take an editor about four minutes to clean this up oh, enough yeah, to throw easy, it on, you know? on TV now. Yeah. yeah, it's like no problem. So. It's pretty tame, but I guess at the time it was hot stuff. I and uh, I watch it as more of like a time capsule than I do as a movie. I, like, I kind of look at it like looking at the time period and looking at like the kind of the messages that were woven in there and stuff like that. Like, it was pretty interesting. Lots I'm, of shag, lots of hairy people. Oh, I God, mean, that Birdman was like when he's... <laughs> oh, no, that first dude... When when she she crashes her ship and this guy helps her and he's like yeah well, the bird man well, she's the like, catcher well, she, what, she like oh he's he's like what what can I do for you I was like well, let's have sex he's wearing this gorilla outfit to keep him warm I guess in the ice <laughs> and he takes it off and he's as hairy as the damn thing he just took off like that was scary he dude. might be hairier than the the actual gorilla costume I mean, he took off I mean I'm I'm a I'm an ape like hairy dude but that dude takes the cake on he, me man. He, like he would kick, he'd kick your hair ass. Like he'd he'd be like, hair ass. He'd like, check it out. I have like a check monkey out. suit. Check it out. Look at my back. I got like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, that's when you go, ooh, seventies baby, you're killing me. You know, like, cause he had the beard and the, you know, he just was slamming. Yeah, it's, it's definitely like, it reminds me of like, there was like some Italian sci-fi movies in the sixties. I think one was like Snow Devils. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, Planet, uh, uh, Planet on the Prowl, something like that. But they were made. In the mid '60s in Italy, and they were shot in sets. And this movie's real set bound. You can tell oh, that yeah, everything. Yeah. There's no outdoor. There's no outdoor scenes. Everything was shot in a oh. set. When they oh. land on the planet, you see the fog on the ground, so you That's don't see just the. So you don't see the wood. Yeah, and, then the, and the cables. And then the backgrounds are like these like pastel colors, just like a lot of Italian sci-fi Huge from the '60s. Huge matte painting. Yeah, everything was matte painted. Everything was. And, like, the colors were very cool. Very, like, inside of a... Yeah. If this van's a rockin', don't come a knockin'. Yep, yeah. That's yep. what the whole set looked like. Like, if you opened up some dude's van from the 60s... The lava lamps and all that crap. After the hot smoke, yeah. co- like, pours out, you look around and you're like, wow, wall-to-wall fur shag and, like, whatever those beads are and that... Lots of glass, or, like, not glass, but plastic. Um, yeah. Every knob was a clear plastic and... Yeah. Often, Barbarella's... Uh, costumes were, you know, her boobs were cl- clear, clear plastic, plastic, so you could see her boobs or her nipples. And yeah, I, I mean, know. I mean, she's. It seems like she's basically in the beginning like a kind of a campy, goofy female James Bond. They sent her out to find yeah. uh, uh, Duran Duran, which was like a scientist that got captured or yeah. something. Or I don't the even American remember. American scientist who was the reason they were after him was because uh, the positonic he, ray. Yeah, he or was something making like a that. weapon of mass destruction, and and this. This was one of the parts... Okay, let me... Like, first of all, the opening credits, this was an example of something that they tried that did not work. Oh, you mean the strip and not the a... Stri- they, the, like, they tried to pretend like she was in zero G yeah, and yeah. she was stripping. What really, she was laying on a piece of plexiglass mm. and they had the shag underneath it. And you could see the reflections in the plexiglass. And she's trying to roll around slow motion as she's exposing herself. And... 
usually I applaud like this kind of thing where it's actual, you know, where where it's actual. But th- this one was like, ooh, this this is this one doesn't work. This and 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 I guess she being Jane Fonda who's mm. playing uh, Barbarella. Jane Fonda. Yeah. And and this was directed by um her, uh, well, her husband at the Laurent- time. P- no, directed by her husband. Oh. De Laurentiis produced it. Roger Vadim, who was the who was the guy who discovered Bridget Bardot in the '60s. Oh, yeah? He's the guy who did "And God Created Woman." So he was like, he was really into like, uh, you know, like discovering these uh, whatever, you know, young, females, young vulnerable yeah. actresses. And th- yeah, and this is really the movie that made uh, ha- uh, uh, what's her face. Uh, <laughs> he totally wanted to say Hanoi Jane. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go ahead and say it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jane Fonda. <laughs> yeah, it was coming out that way, wasn't it? <laughs> this is the movie that made her, even though she probably hates the fact that it was like some kind of like sexy symbol thing that they're trying to do yeah. with her. This, this is the movie she got that got her famous. So then, then after that, she could go on with her like stupid politics yeah. and you know like and marry Ted Turner. Yeah, and marry Ted Turner and become like. You know the buns of steel lady or whatever the exercise guru lady, and now whatever the hell she's doing. And now she's Captain know. Planet. Yeah, Captain Planet or whatever. But this was like when she was like somewhat hot. Okay, she was pretty good. She was very her. sexy. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's this. This is filled with now from the time period because the dudes are hairy, and <laughs> you know this is not like I know metrosexuals and manscaping is cool now. There that. This was a different, better time when men could just be ma- macho men, and yep. that's what you get. Like you get big, hairy guys, hairy dudes, and women that have lots of exposed parts. And yeah, they got like plastic uh, boobs, uh, yeah, boob just, covers just, or whatever. You're gonna see a lot of women and yeah. a lot of men. You know. Yeah, and and she definitely like changes like costumes like every like twenty minutes For no or reason, whatever. Dude. She, it was like, oh, look, my clothes ripped off after, yeah, after like screwing. Yeah, doll, like dolls were biting her, which was... <laughs> that was cool. That It was cool. That was Chucky. That was pre-Chucky. I'm watching this. She's tied up in this scantily clad, and, and these dolls are kind of coming, walking towards her, these demonic kids. Well, she she, she lands on... She, she's going onto this planet, and when she crashes there, she meets these, like, retarded French, you know, psycho children or whatever, right. you know, and well, they're no, like... she keeps saying, parlez-vous français? Yeah. And then, then that's not even the language they're speaking. No, you know. she has to do the, the language box yeah. or whatever. And they whack her in the head with a oh, diamond God. and a snowball. Oh, I was God. like, yes, my youth. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, And then these, like... These like like kind of like children of French children of the dam semi retards. Yeah, that's what it was like. Yeah, I mean, and then they, they unleash these like little Chucky dolls that bite her in like a sadomasochistic they way, were which very is of course French, so sadism, yeah. Marquis de Sade, so they invented it. So. And they were very the dolls were creepy looking, yeah. and they had these jaws. And at one point, I'm like, why am I kind of like getting turned on by this? <laughs> I know. Like she's like she's like tied up, and these dolls are biting her in various ways. SM, dude. And you're just like. This stop, but don't. I guess I don't know. Like, wait, wait. Let's see where this goes. Like, you're kind of like, yeah. A very, it's a very arousing scene, even though it's. I guess it was meant to be, but you don't know why. Like, you don't know why you have your body's having this reaction to it, because it should be like help her get her get her out of there. But yeah. you're kind of like. Ooh, well, because you're a man. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you're a kid. You probably become confused about it. <laughs> Mom, I want one of these evil dolls. Shut up, kid. That's so when you're a guy, you're like, hey, these evil dolls are kind of cool. Hey, all right. We're going to get one yeah, of these. Exactly. We're going to get a tied up Jane Fonda and some <laughs> weird dolls to stick on her. Yeah, all right. See where this goes now. But I, so, I mean, and that's like, that's the stripping. And then the, 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 the ruler of the earth comes on and he's like, oh, you know, you got to go stop this. Dr. Duran Duran. Duran Duran. Uh, where the, where yeah, the that's, group, where that's the, where the group got its got name. Got his but, name, yeah. But, um, and he's like, because, and she, and this was one of those parts that I thought was very interesting. Because they were kind of writing it like we had evolved as a species. Right. Where they're like, she's like, what do you mean? Why would they even have that? And he's like, well, for war. And she's like, what's, like, she didn't say what's war, but she's like, what are you, like a barbarian naked with a stick? And I, that was well written. I, I, that was one part where I was like, that's a hope that I think was very prevalent in the 60s, that yes. a hope that we would get our common sense. And but then, but then th- there was... But then brooding Batman came along and he was like, we're going to fight everyone! You know, but so then, now, <laughs> then it, it was, it, in, in a sense, it was like, 
yeah, you know, we've beyond that, we're peace and love, but they also got the stupid, like, sex pills. Like, before in that other movie, you know, yeah. Wonder Woman, we had the, the sex, you know, the brain sex. Now, <laughs> in the future, you don't really do it. You have sex pills, and then you just touch hands, and you, like, like your hair I'm, fries or like something. Like, I'm on board with the no weapons. Like, yeah. if, if we were, like, a all, like there was none of that, that'd be cool. But why do you always got to take away sex? Like, uh, hey, why yeah. is the future pills, food, and no sex? What's the deal with that? You know? I don't know, man. That's what I don't like about Come it. Come on, you know? scientists. Get on board. <laughs> you can get rid of we weapons rid and of, leave <laughs> screwing alone. Yeah, leave the sex and the food alone. We're good with that. Just get rid of the nuclear things and the crazy people. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that's definitely like the 60s thing. And then that the was, revolutionary dudes. That's that another was thing, funny. Yeah. Oh my god, that there was one part where there's like lots of wackiness. These scenes in this movie, they are scattered and huh and you just kinda watch it. That's why we're not really doing scene by scene. Yeah, I mean and then and then she meets the angel. Yeah. And then these the angels is gonna take her to where the you know, where Duran Duran lost his will to fly until she screws him. She screws him. Then she wakes up singing and he's like up in the air going la 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 like swinging like like flying along. Total silliness. <laughs> so if you Total ever, fluff. If you ever need to fly somewhere with an angel, just have sex with him, and they'll probably just drop you off wherever you need to go. Yeah, he was. He after after he got some boy, uh, he was like, "Hey, I'll yeah. take you wherever." You know. Yeah, and then th- so she uh, through some mishaps, she gets tortured, and then the, the revolution saves her. This scene was very funny. the The way the guy was trying to be so cool and coy, and nothing worked. Like he would try and do like the. Like like a secret door to a tunnel, and his, the the lever broke, and it wouldn't work. And then like every guy that came in would try to go to the door, and he would like to go the door, the door. Like he'd have to yeah. yell at them, like stuff like that was funny, but it was it was good funny. Like it wasn't like so stupid and corny. It was yeah. I laughed. I actually laughed at that guy. His performance was good. Yeah. And um. Yeah, I mean, she basically goes on the planet, and then she gets captured. And then remember, here's another part, like kind of like the little dolls when they. When they put her in the in the tube with all the birds and the birds start yeah, like the, pecking her to death. That yeah, was another kind of that was another like S and M kind of thing. It or was. Whatever, there was a lot know. of weirdness. And then she was in this machine that the evil doctor Duran Duran yeah. was playing like an organ, and it was supposed to make her orgasm to death. But Barbarella's sexuality is so stuck. And her strong, goodness. She she blew up the, the 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 sex organ machine. Yeah, sex organ. Get it? Ha! Yeah. Ah, wink, wink. <laughs> nudge, nudge. Yeah, right. Well, I don't know, man. You know. <laughs> I mean, it was stupid, but the visuals were okay. I mean, I, I got to tell you, I, I kind of like, I didn't doze off, but I kind of like, my mind went off in the, every once in a while, because they could have trimmed like he meditated 15 a minutes. Yeah, I meditated a couple of times, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. I, <laughs> I had my sitar and all that, and I was just, my electric sitar. Did I tell you I got one? Yeah, I'm going to get one now. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna be doing Elvis Shitar rock. You and Robbie Shin- Shinkar, whatever. Shankar, Shankar. yeah. You're gonna just meditate off into Barbarella. World. Yeah, I was on my like you know my rug and we were like <laughs> flying in the air. You know, we had like you know like <laughs> your rug is a is a mock up of that guy's chest. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So basically, what you're saying is you kind of. It didn't keep your attention. You were at that times, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, but then when the when the boobage showed up or some or, or the plot changed and it was like, oh yeah, okay, we're going, yeah. we're moving again. But they, they, she was very beautiful in this. And uh, who was the evil? The lady? evil tyrant. That was a uh, Anita Pallenberg. That was uh, Keith Richards. Uh, well, like, I guess like she wasn't his wife, but she was his girlfriend and fa- she mother, had like three of his of kids. His kids. She know. was very beautiful. She was. She was apparently she was like kind of a. I wouldn't say sinister, but she was kind of into the occult, and she was a druggie, so she yeah. she helped him along his way. And, well, you she know. comes out, and she's wearing like a rhinoceros yeah. horn. I'm like, what? Uh, what? This is a whacked out movie. Yeah, yeah. This this you don't see horn fashion very much where a woman just comes out with a horn on her head like a rhinoceros and still looks sexy. Like... Yeah, I'm, I'm sure very few people can pull I'm that sh- off. I'm sure Lady Gaga will do it one day, but about the sexy part, I don't know. The yeah, horn nah. part, maybe, but I don't know about the other. Yeah, part. they're a very, very pretty cast. Everyone was everybody's very vibrant, and sexual, and there's. I, I can see if you were a teenager in the '60s watching this, this would have been the greatest movie in the history of ever. Oh yeah, because there was boobs everywhere. Even like they're walking through this like labyrinth of rock. There's just half naked women into the rock, like 
where the rock cuts away and you can just see part of Naked yeah, Woman, you're uh-huh. like, if I would have been like 15 in the 60s, I'd have been like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to see Barbarella again. They'd be like, this is the 20th time you're in here. Why? Yeah. Just, just buy the movie theater. Yeah, I, th- it, I, I think it was an R-rated movie, so your parents would have had to have, your parents would have had to gotten you in or snuck, or you would have gone in to see the Bad News Bear or whatever. That's going what would have happened. No, you, you would have gone in to see Herbie, the love bug, and then yeah. just made a left turn and gone into Barbarella. Barbarella, yeah. the love bug. Yeah. Shazing! That's yeah. That. Yeah, that's, that's something that I used to do as a kid, so you all, know, all you kids out there that are listening, don't do it. I'm gonna say do it. I'm gonna be the <laughs> evil one. He's gonna be the good one. Yeah. You know, like they're like little kids as you're sneaking into the movie theater. He's the good white angel. <laughs> I'm gonna be the devil, and you're just saying, go, go ahead, sneak in. That, that usher isn't looking, and he doesn't care anyway. Yeah, because because when I was a kid, we end up we did go and pay tickets to see the Bad News Bear, and then we snuck in to see Lipstick. That was next door, which was like a pretty sleazy movie. So you know, oh, nice. I mean, it can't it can be done. Back back in the old days when it was a, it was a two you know it was a there's only two or three man two or three it was and a lot easier I yeah think. but the olden times the ushers used to actually do their jobs yeah you had to be careful because they walked around they would like if yep. they saw kids yep. screwing around in Barbarella your your butt was kicked out you know well, like well here, here's one here's one when I was a kid I went to see one of the Sinbad movies the Golden Voyage of Sinbad and me and my oh, friend me and I, oh it's a great movie. <laughs> At the Palm Springs Theater. Like, in I went to see Hercules Takes New York, which was... <laughs> no, I didn't see that piece of shit. It was at the Palm Springs Theater in Hialeah, for any of you that know that area. Anyway, um, so we go to see the movie. We got in late, like five minutes late. So the movie, we see the whole movie, but we're going, my friend, hey, man, we're going to watch the first five minutes or ten minutes or whatever. Usher kicks us out. And I go, why? I go, I didn't see the first five minutes. And the, the dick Usher goes like, you got to get out. And I was like, fine. So I get my friend, let's go into the bathroom and hide out till the next show. And so we go in there, and the, and that son of a bitch Usher walks in there. He goes like, okay, the next show is coming up. I want everybody out of here. I went, really? I get my friend, get in the stall, lower the seat down, and put your feet on there, and pretend like there's nobody in here. I swear to God, we did that. We stood there. And we looked at the little crack in the stall, <laughs> and that son of a bitch went back in there again to make sure we weren't in there. I went, really? So, like, after the third time, I said to my friend, let's go back in the theater now. We went back in the theater and saw the other, the, the first ten minutes plus another half hour. So, <laughs> F you to that jackass at the Palm Springs Theater. You know, and he- like probably on his deathbed, he was like, "I should have caught those kids, those <laughs> bastards." <laughs> if it weren't for those meddling kids, I would have got. I would have. Yeah, I would have got a promotion. <laughs> I would have been head usher. I would have been like Coca Cola dispenser or something. I wouldn't have been like the bathroom relegated to the bathroom, you know, cleaner. patrol or whatever. Wow. You know. Yes, you're gonna be patrolling the. You're gonna be trolling the toilet. Doctor, Doctor Morbius from Parts Unknown destroying lives. Yes, exactly, and and enjoying it. Nice. That's just great, man. Never. So anyway, uh, we're not going to hit a, we're not going to hit an hour on this one unless we just start talking about other stuff. So what mm-hmm. else did uh, dealer that dealer enter? What is what's he what's he famous for? Conan. Conan. Okay. He did the Flash Gordon um, oh, remake he, in 1980. Did he? <laughs> yes. That's you know you <laughs> could tell. <laughs> I, I was watching that and I was like, this is very Flash Gordon ish. You know, like if anyone's ever seen that. With the queen and the flesh, ah, and all that stuff, you're like, wow. Yeah, he did that. He did. Um, nice. He did a lot of other movies. I know. He, I know he produced Orca, the killer whale. <laughs> um, he's he's a very famous producer. I can't think of all that. And, did and he do any of those like that? Um, remember like the Escape, two thousand or oh, you remember those like did. those? You know what I'm talking about? Like that. Uh, there was a lot of uh, uh, Italian movies that were like. The destruction of the world and everything was crumbling. Yeah, yeah. There must have been yeah. a city in Italy that was like a, a real city that was mostly dilapidated. Well, yeah, you know the yeah Greece. Yeah, they had the volcano that erupted and back then. No, and well, this is like it looked like New York, but it obviously wasn't. Oh no, and, you're talking. We're and, talking about in the in the real movie. Yeah, okay. in the movie, and so they used that prop like. Oh, I lot, know exactly what you're talking about. They, like they use they reuse the film stock like oh, a scene, yeah, yeah. like in those Corman movies. There's this one shot where the house burns down in House of Usher, and they use it like in ten movies at they, the end. They stopped and filmed an actual house. They were just like by luck, and they were like use yeah. it, you know. De Laurentiis was was very famous. I can't think of that many more movies that he did, but I know, like I said, I know he did Orca. I know he did Flash Gordon. 
I'm not sure if he did. He did a lot of stuff, you know, international co-productions or whatever. And I know that his uh, granddaughter, I think it is, she does like some cooking show on the nice. Food Network. His name is, I can't think of her name, but her last name is De Laurentiis. So you're thinking, wow, I wonder if she's related to him or not. But she, like, yeah. she's definitely, she is. And she's pretty hot looking, actually. You know, and uh, De Laurentiis, I, I'm not sure that if he He's was, not even on this thing. I can't even find him on here. Um, Go to the top. Go to the top. Oh, and here look, it is. Producer. Yeah, producer. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of movies yeah. on there, but, actually. And, um, yeah, there it is right there. Now, who, Scroll down a little bit. Who, who, um, let's see, Red Dragon, Hannibal, Army of Darkness. That's where I know him from. Oh, did he produce all those? Yeah. Wow. Dune, definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely do. Wow. I knew, I, I knew Army of Darkness. That's why I knew his name. Conan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Silver yeah, Dark. I mean, look Maximum at that. Over, remember Maximum Overdrive? No, I never saw it, but I knew it. there was a reason why. <laughs> yeah, there is a reason why. Keep going down. Last Days of Pompeii, King I Kong, think, in yeah. there. I'm not. Sure. I'm wondering if he Derpico. did. Wow. I'm, I'm wondering if he did the first Hercules movies or not. You Let's know. Let's go down. Hold on. No, 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 he no. must have been involved in some of those Muscle Man Hercules movies, or but yeah, he's pretty. He had a pretty long career, and I think he's got a daughter now who's another film producer. Okay, now here's a question for you. Uh, we were looking at Sophia Loren turned down the role of Barbarella. Vernalisi turned it and down. Who, now who was that one? Vernalisi was an Italian actress who was she, like... She quit and went back to Italy. She quit. Rather than to this this movie, like, they said you had to do this movie, and she was like, yeah, I quit. And she just, like, she flew back to Italy to avoid being this person. So, who, yeah. who is who is she? Like, she, you know, she was an actress. She never really got to be famous in the U.S. She was more popular in uh, European movies, and I can't think of anything that she was in off the top of my head, but I do remember seeing her like in like, you know, uh, secondary roles in a lot of, uh, you know, co-productions between the United States and oh, Italy okay. or Real pretty. mostly Italy. This thing, this movie is Italian yeah. and uh, well, a she, French co-production. Yeah, he actually. didn't have any of those, none of those Hercules or none of that. He didn't? No, uh, no, okay. I'm surprised. Actually. Maybe maybe it was the guy who, there was another guy, Carlo Ponti, who was married to Sophia Loren. I think he was involved with some of those, maybe, and uh, wow. he might have been involved with Sergio Leone, who did the westerns. I'm not 100 percent sure, yeah, but yeah. Dude. But no. Dino's famous. Yeah, he, yeah. You know what? You know what he's real famous for? I just remembered right now, off the top of my head, that 1976 King Kong. They used to call it Dino Kong. That yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. That was like that was like it was going to be like his big remake King Kong and it really yeah not so much you know but yeah who that was the star of that one wasn't it oh Jessica Lange was in it Jeff Bridges was yeah, in it Charles yeah, Grodin yeah, was okay. in it um and then Kong <laughs> and then, yeah of course you know yeah yeah you know on on the uh and the the the, 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 the ironic sad part tragic part was in the all the all the um all the uh posters and all that. he's on He's standing on top of the Twin Tower, so that's oh, kind of a weird one. Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, I remember the comic books around that era when they're promoting the movie. It was in the back of every Marvel comic. You see him standing there, and he's he's got one foot on each of the towers. So it was like, wow, that's kind of. I bet, man, I bet you if you had that original poster, that thing's probably. Oh working. yeah, yeah. I've, I got plenty of comics with it on it, but yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. But yeah, he he definitely. This was more like, you know, Vadim was probably well more well known as a kind of a sexual uh, director or whatever. He did a he did one of the first um kind of like lesbian vampire movies called Blood and Roses in 1960. Nice. It was very it was it wasn't overt. It was very insinuated, but you kind of knew something was going on. And it was mm-hmm. based on an old um old uh I think a Bram Stoker story called Carmilla. Yeah. And it was later remade in the 70s as Vampire Lovers as a Hammer movie and it was a lot you know, there was a lot more shown in that one. You <laughs> know, like, it wasn't so like you know they weren't skirting around the issue at that point. No, know? no, there was hardly any skirts in that. You know, <laughs> or skirts being lifted anyway. Buzzing. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> but seriously, folks. Yeah. So yeah, definitely yeah. like um, Barbarella's kind of like it's kind of like if you want to see a movie that's there's there's a couple of movies like this. There's one called Danger Diabolic, which which stars. Hey. Yeah. Which stars the angel Phil, uh, John Philip Law, and it's a comic book movie also. And it was directed, that is? yeah, and it was directed by Mario Bava, who's a who's a famous film director in the '60s in in Europe. He did a lot of uh, gothic horror, but he also did a, a few of these real color. He, he had a great sense of color, and and I and that's what I'm seeing in Barbara: yeah. the visual colors and all the striking imagery it or whatever. It seems bold, Bava-like, bold, bright, bold, movie, very Italiano, you know, yeah, yeah. You know very bold, and you know. 60s or whatever yeah so john philip law was in danger diabolic and it's in a similar it's a comic book movie similar and then that's gonna have mystery science theater fame 
They did that. That was the did la- they really? That I never saw that one. That was the last one they did. No kidding! Yep. Wow. That was the last one. Ten thirteen episode ten thirteen uh. was Danger Diabolique. I call it. I say diabolic. Yeah, di- it's probably diabolique. I'm just saying diabolic because yes. I'm because I'm a redneck yeah. or something. I <laughs> no, don't know. not quite. But yeah, it's, it's, it is diabolique. Yeah, and that is. is a very odd movie, but a very good movie. Yeah, um, very colorful and striking, and you know he's got that he's got that uh, what you call the hood that just the has, hood and all, all he has that. is his eyes. He's like a superhero. It's kind of like made right after the Batman yep. craze or whatever. And and again, you know, I, I see a link. In a weird way, between the Batman TV show and the Barbarella movie, and the campiness, the colorfulness, of course, and the and the real like I see more 60s and 70s, but that's because like I guess I remember it like being yeah, yeah, at the time or whatever. Right, right, right. You and know? That, like me saying it was 70s, that wasn't a knock against it. No, no. that was just because you remember it later on or right, whatever. Right. And it and felt late, like late, it was at the same time frame. And to me, late 60s, early 70s was a blur of yes, kind of exactly. cultural, huh? You know, there was no direction or anything like that. So, of course, it had that. Yeah, I mean, me. and then this movie is like a comic book movie. It has the colors of Batman. It's just, it's sexy because the actual comic book that came there out was, it was, was sexy. Um, I, I would recommend it. I, I, I didn't. It's worth watching. I, I got to tell you, the one time I watched it, I actually turned it off. I was like, I've, I've had it with this. And that had me worried to break, to watch it again because the last time I tried to watch it, I didn't care for it. And maybe I was just in a bad mood, or maybe yeah. it was just in a different time in my life. I don't understand why. I was like, eh. And I, t- I turned it off, and I was just like, screw this movie, you know. And then now I watch it this time, and I actually had a fun time with it. I wasn't so critical of it. I just kind of watched it as just a thing. I wasn't well, well, you know, you, when, when, you, when you're going to talk about it, you watch it more, like, uh, intently, I think, maybe. Different, yeah, and you're thinking about stuff. And you're thinking just, about it. Yeah. And, you, and it's, kind of, it's kind of a weird process, because usually... Sometimes when I watch a movie, like I'll zone out, like I said before. And even though I did zone out on this one, I do watch it a lot more intently because I'm going to talk about it than I would if I'm just watching it for fun. On, you know, in a theater, you probably watch the movie more intently too, you know, because yeah. you're there. But at home, it's like the phone rings, somebody's calling. You're making you, something to you're eat. You're making something call, to whatever. eat, you're whatever. So life you kind of like on. life is going on. So you kind of like maybe float in and out of it. But it's 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 not a great movie. No, but no, it's, not by any stretch of the it's imagination. It's not a it's not a bad movie either. It's it's worth a watch. You know, I mean, if you can, you know, if you can put up with like a dumb storyline and <laughs> and hairy dudes, you, you know, you're, you're gonna like all the naked chicks. They're all it everybody. All the chick, all the girls look good. And it's very erotic. Yeah, it's very yeah, uh, sexual, yeah. overtly sexual. But yeah. um. I'd, I'd say, I mean, honestly, I would give it like a 6 or 6.5. Yeah, same with me, same with me. But Just I for production say, value and stuff like that. I would like say that. watch it, though. Like, I would suggest people to watch it if they haven't seen it, only because look, time at, capsule. The, look at this period of our history. Time Just capsule. The same as I would say, look at something from the 50s, like, you know, some of those hot rod gangs. Yeah, from or Attack of the Crab Monsters or something. You have to see it to appreciate some of the mentality, some of where we were then. And where we are now, where we are here. Well, here, yeah, here. I mean, think about it. This is 68. Like, what, four or five years later, you had The Exorcist. You know, yeah. the complete opposite. It's like dark, grim, evil, and, and then horrible. Had, then the space era swoops in. And 78, yes, everything yes. changes. Everything yeah. in uh, uh, the ever new changes. Yeah, and then right after this was 2001, too. So you had this thing. This is almost like, when I think about it, the last really, one of the last groovy movies of the 60s that, you know, I'm sure there was a, I'm sure there were a couple more, but this was the last one that was kind of, this is a movie I would call groovy. Like Austin Powers, Shaggerific, you know, like kind of, yeah, Shaggedelic, yeah. It is very Austin Powers-ish, you know. Yeah, uh, there was a few like Casino Royale, that Goofy Bond movie was like in like Flynn, in like Flint, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. You know, Danger Diabolic, which was the, yeah. which was the European one that based on the comic book, very flashy, extremely groovy. Uh, uh, about a year or two later, the groove kind of died out, and it probably and it probably died out somewhat around the same time as Easy Rider, you know? Because yeah. to me, it's like when you watch that movie, it's kind of like, hey, we're hippies, we're, and then at the end, the boom, the shot. And it was like, guess what? We're in the seventies right now. That's true, and that that is that's like the feeling I get about those er- that era. I don't, I can't say that I'm a big fan of hippies. Um, yeah, I don't know. whatever. Uh, that's cool. It doesn't matter. I'm not a big fan of people that go to rave parties either. No. That's just, I'm just kind of like one of those, I look the you same no matter what are, dec- you know? decade I'm in. Yeah. But I do 
have kind of a I like the fifties a lot. I I like the fifties probably the most of any decade. Um, late forties, early fifties to me, and then fifties kind of revolutionized rock and roll. I'm not disputing this. There's all different kind of claims about that, but that's when I think of when I think of rock and roll. When I think of like our country kind of figuring out some things, I think of the fifties. Then the sixties came along as the backlash to being a little bit square. Yeah. And they went nuts. Yeah. Now, now that was like kind of like the hedonism roller coaster. I liked the spirit. I liked the music and the that came out of that decade. I yeah. like a lot of the ideals, but those ideals quickly changed into the seventies, seventies and eighties. <laughs> and that that most of the people that were talking about free love and all that stuff were the ones that were wrecking corporations and yeah. sticking coke up their nose in the eighties yeah, and seventies. Yeah. So I'm like, well, yeah, the hypocrisy was. Yeah, like, the, yeah, yeah, that's what happened because the eighties. That was when I was in a teen. The eighties are kind of terrible. I mean, they were. I didn't. I I, I, I like the action movies. Uh, yeah. The metal bands were terrible. The hair metal. Yeah. I yeah. just hated them. Um, I liked punk, but punk was old. This was the reinventation. This is reinventing. I I did like punk, some you know? of the. I did like some of the bands in the late eighties before Nirvana, like the. The the what you call it Husker Du and uh, the well, replacements they were kind of good punk some bands good stuff. because because they were they were punk but they also wrote like kind of interesting songs I mean the the original they were punk saying stuff something. they were saying something about the yeah. human condition ooh the human condition yeah. you know but the original anyway, punks weren't saying shit about no nothing. they were like destroy <laughs> three <'cause>, chord yeah <laughs> like I I'm gonna spit on you as much as I'm gonna sing I, I, I think I can say good things about every decade that's true except for like the 2000s i don't like the 2000s <laughs> except for i don't want to live on this planet anymore <laughs> as, as professor farnsworth from futurama would say but i could be changing my mind in 10 years but yeah right now i'm not too fond of the 2000s so i don't know but the 90s had their thing i i do like some of the 80s i had I, probably because i had a good time you know i did too the I 70s mean, i was a kid growing up and going through high school and all that so it was good and bad, but in the 80s, I didn't have to go to high school. I worked. I did whatever the, the hell I wanted to. Nice. So it was kind of more fun for me. But the 70s definitely had better music. The 60s had, I think, the best music. And the 50s was the creation kind yeah. of of what so rock you and think, roll became. So you think, um, you think like 60s represents the I like it better. Pin pinnacle. Well, I, cool. I, I like the reinvention. more. Yeah. I like the reinvention of rock and roll by the Brits. more a lot, Not a lot more, but I like it more... Than the original, just because it was the first music that I remember hearing, so it's going to have like uh, more of a resonance with you. Like when I came, when we came to this country, it was like within a year was the Beatles, and that wow. was like the biggest thing ever, you know. So it was like Elvis was kind of like in a way washed up, not washed up, but he was making well, yeah. these movies. No, no, he was. I mean, he, he was making the end of his career. He was making these movies before the comeback. And it was just like, oh, that's nice, but these guys are like, you know, the new thing and all this stuff. Yep. That's what that's what I relate to. But when you go back to the fifties, Little Richard, uh, you know, Chuck Berry, oh, you know, all that stuff. That's where everybody got it from. So you have to give it props because it was I, the beginning, and before that, it was blues and jazz. Yep. And but I like the fifties most, also for sci-fi. The sci-fi. Oh my God, I love fifties sci-fi. Sci I love it from yeah. Japan. Yeah. I love it from America. Like it was a very, the oh the 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 undertones of the you know all the the worries that they had in the real life right. were always apparent but they were just space was fun back then you know they yeah. there could be three guys with like office chairs and they were in a rocket going to whatever country or planet and you you were just like awesome yeah you know, yeah go man <laughs> i liked it too but something I, I i must be like you know mr 60s or 70s or whatever <laughs> How, but, many, how many lava lamps do you have, dude? Yeah, no, I got rid of all of those. I, got, I have one. I have a, oh, one good. Oh, that's cool. By now, my amp. I always liked. It's hard to explain, but I'll try to. <laughs> I always liked the movies that I saw in the '60s on TV, and there was a lot of the well, the Mysterions, the Mysterions. Like, but but th there was these weird European movies that used to come on that were interesting to me, and the reason why is because. When I would watch, like, say, well, the Japanese stuff, you know, I never got into when I was a kid. I got yeah, into it that. later. You said that. But the, the, the giant monster stuff like that, it was it was cool. But I said, wow, that's that actor, you know, uh, whatever it is, John Agar, or that's that actor's. But when every once in a while they started sticking these European horror movies in there, I noticed mm. that I didn't recognize the actor. So I'm going, who are these people? 
There was the unknown, and then they were kind of like a little like more violent, maybe, and a little more explicit. So yeah. it was kind of like more of a like, hey, what's this? You know, like half naked ladies. I don't see like the ladies in the American movies do that. And who are these actors? And I had I had to stay up late and watch Benny Hill to see any boobage when I was. Oh, a Monty kid. Python for me. Well, oh my we god. We only had three channels. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we had That's, four. We had we, and so. I, I could kind of get Channel 29 would get Benny Hill in <laughs> at like one in the morning and every every tenth episode there was a quick flash yeah, of a boom yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, that kept me going every oh. day I'd go same thing Benny. man same thing right on <laughs> man <laughs> it was like when I discovered PBS it was amazing because it was like Monty Python every once in a while you'd watch it. you know the humor was over your head but you kind of laughed because it was so stupid but my friend goes, did you see that episode? They showed boobs. I go, oh, my God, yeah. yeah. And then Benny Hill would show boobs. <laughs> oh, Benny Hill was my favorite. I don't even, like you're saying, I have no concept of the comedy. Yeah. I just yeah, was yeah. watching because when you're 12 years old, 13 years old, that's it. That's yeah. it? That's it. There was no there was no other cable. So there the only no time you're going to see like a here. pair of boobs on TV is going to be on PBS more than likely. And if you're lucky, like I was telling a friend of mine, you'd get like a public service commercial about a woman giving herself a breast exam. No <laughs> lie. That one got me one night. And I, just, I it was a hot woman giving herself a breast exam. And I was like, Oh my God! They're showing boobs on TV. I gotta stay up every night and watch it. I know. I saw it once, and then the thing isn't even on YouTube. I've been looking for it on YouTube. <laughs> I have to relive my fantasy. Rosebud, boobage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it wasn't like it, it wasn't like my parents. I hadn't seen it before because my parents used to take me to all the movies because they didn't want to leave me alone. I remember seeing Dirty Harry in 1970. There was like bare wow. boobs, you know that downstairs the whole nine yards but on TV it was like that's a forbidden fruit yeah, that's that, they've invaded my house now I didn't have to go there they're here now so it's like yeah, yeah. yeah you like, kids with your wacky internet and iPads oh you, have no you have no clue of the, 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 the search for boobage when you were a kid uh, before the yeah it would be like digging through your dad's stash to see if you can buy some play find some playboys a public service commercial at night Monty Python or Benny Hill that was it (laughs) of all my my dad's vices never he never had any of that stuff around no he was you know never nothing none of that was in my house my dad had five playboys I've been able to track them down (laughs) as the years went on I have them now (laughs) they were the five key they were the five crucial playboys of my life. You're like, these are the five crystals. And when they aligned, yes. I became a man. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the things that, for some reason for me, my my film youth was 50s sci-fi. And then there was just, it went right to the uh, kung fu. Like the 70s kung fu. There was nothing in between those in my like youth. Like wow. it, it literally was like, I love these sci-fi movies. Oh look, there's a guy that can punch through, through ice. I love these movies, and I just watched them forever. <laughs> from one to another. <laughs> that was it. That, and then I didn't progress until after college. <laughs> just, you know, like that, those are the only two movies I ever like. I, uh, kinds of movies I watched. Oh my god, no! You know? My pa- my parents would drag me to, and I and now I now I, I I thank them for it. But at the time, all I wanted to see was horror movies. So it was like, do we have to see Dirty Harry? Do we really have to say these like these these Burt Reynolds movies? Do we have to see all this stuff? We really, did, we did go see stuff. Like, we used to go to the drive-in a lot. Yeah. We'd see like Smokey and the Bandit, yeah. I, uh, you know that kind of stuff. I was a crazy Dukes of Hazard kid when I was yeah. a young kid, so you know they knew anything with cars, and I used to like love those like um, Hooper. Yeah, Hooper, Hooper, right? Cannonball Run and, and all that stuff. And and all those movies. Smoking the Bandit with the Trans Am. I knew a kid that had that Trans Am. It was like oh. just riding in that car. He would be like, yeah, with the eagle on the front. It was <laughs> like, okay, so great. they're oh, so yeah. cheesy, but I love them. I yeah, was, it's America, man. Again, another time capsule. Oh yeah, if I, I could find one, I would drive that oh, black yeah. with the gold pinstripes and oh, all that. God, I'd be like, yeah. I would actually burn out every time I left my house. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. This this dude used to like to. We would drive around. He goes. Oh, watch this! I got I got these positronic wheels. Let me hit the ditch. He would hit like a ditch of water, and, and it was like the car would like do the shake or whatever. And he had the t tops on the top that you took them off yep, or whatever. Yep. Yeah, uh, dude. If I had that car, I literally would burn out every time I'd leave yeah. my house. There'd be like a, yeah, a a thick strip of rubber right up the road every time because I would just I would just do it. And yep. I would have that Burt Reynolds black hat, and I would just That's right. I, I would just scream. And I would probably have the Dukes of Hazard horn in there. I'd burn out and I'd be like, oh my God, can we get this guy out of here? Yeah, right. So anyway. Yeah, those were the right. days. Enough of this. Now, 
So what? We both gave Barbarella six, six point five yeah, in that yeah, range. Go see it. Don't expect much, and you'll have a good time. Now you might be thinking, I think I heard Mao say that there was two purposes for having that uh, leather and angels, <laughs> and but the next trailer that I'm dropping in here, which is Hell's Angels. Yeah, what um, could that be? Could there be something coming up, a special show again? See, dual purpose, dual purposes. Mm, let's see, motorcycles, easy rider. Yeah. Uh, I bet you they're going to do a versus. Yeah! That's right. Next week on Slow Robot to Go Go, Mao and Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown <laughs> will throw down to see who can find the worst ever motorcycle movie. Biker, baby. Bikers, Bad bikers. You got it. <laughs> the Black Six might be riding in Could it be car. werewolves on wheels? It uh, who knows? <laughs> wait, wait and see. It's not going to be Easy Rider. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, so. no. It's not going to be Easy Rider. It's not going to be Hell's Angels on wheels. It's not going to be the first Billy Chat called Born Loser, but it's going to be worse. Next And week. you're going to like it. I guarantee. Next <laughs> I guarantee or your money back. Just return <laughs> the unused portion. <laughs> That's right, boy. <laughs> and girls. <laughs> And girls. whoever the hell is listening to this show. Girls. Yes. <laughs> I said girl. It's all the girls listening to this. Yeah. All Cricket. the ladies. This show is for the ladies, by Cricket the way. Cricket sound. <laughs> Tumbleweed comes through the studio. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Um, next week will be a versus. And it will be in the genre of biker films. Biker baby. Yes. So. No holds barred. Thanks you know. for listening. I'm Mao, and we have... Dr. Morbius. From Parts Unknown. And we'll see you next week. Warning. The Hell's Angels are coming. You'll see all the menace. You'll see all the violence. For the first time, the shattering true story of the Hells Angels told boldly on the screen, uncensored and unvarnished. You'll see all the way out parties. I got something for you. <laughs> Keep it. Hells Angels on wheels.